I'm your moderator, Chris Paul. Let's be reasonable. Happy Red Wave. It's high noon for Friday, January 1st, 2021. Woohoo! It's a different day. Oh, yeah. For the first time in my adult life, I went to bed last night before midnight. Oops. <laughs> I guess that's what happens when you just continue to live the same day over and 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 over again. Fuck, man. What are we doing? Follow the podcast at I'm Your Moderator on Parlor and Rumble. Join the info stream on the Telegram Messenger app, t.me slash I'm Your Moderator. Pay me if you want. Fuck. Substack. I'm your moderator dot substack dot com. <laughs> or just hit me up and I'll tell you how to buy t-shirts. Whatever. God damn it. I don't like self-promotion. It makes me feel all weird. You know what else makes me feel weird? Everything that Lynn Wood is saying right now. And it kind of makes me feel good weird. And it kind of makes me feel bad weird. But he is just going bonkers on Mike Pence. And I'm not sure how I feel about that, honestly. Mike Pence now feels like a wild card. Because it's hard not to trust a guy like Lynn Wood. And a lot of people think, no, it's easy not to trust a guy like Lynn Wood. He says crazy things. Well, yeah. But he says crazy things in a very, very authentic, honest-sounding way. He also happens to be a defamation attorney. And he knows that he's defaming people and putting himself up to be sued if what he's saying is false. So, you know, take that for what it is. Do I know? Sure don't. Don't know a lot of things. There's just too much that we can't know. I mean, at best, we have a third of the information that he might have. The relevant information, I'm saying. Obviously, we have tons and tons of information, but right now, we are all just mostly guessing and hoping. Which is not to say that Trump being president for four more years is a guess or a hope. That's happening. But exactly how this thing is going to play out, who's a good guy, who's a bad guy, some of that is just straight up unknown. Pence could be either. I mean, last night everybody got upset because there was a response to Louis Gohmert's lawsuit. And the aim of the lawsuit was to, I guess, try to force Pence 
to use his authority to, quote unquote, overturn the election, which wouldn't be overturning. It would just be confirming Trump as the winter as the winner, confirming Trump as the winter. Winter is coming. Uh, Yeah, but I don't like to say overturn the election because Trump didn't lose. Trump needs to be confirmed as the winner. That's how I'm saying it. Now, that lawsuit. It was confusing from the beginning, right? And the DOJ in their reply said that. In fact, their response was the vice president, the only defendant in this case, is ironically the very person whose power they seek to promote. A suit to establish that the vice president has discretion over the count filed against the vice president is a walking legal contradiction. Now, so like I said, a lot of people got upset about that and they were like, what the hell? Like Pence is a traitor. And I was like, well, wait, how did we want this lawsuit to go? You know, is Pence's team not supposed to respond? Like they have to respond. And then Gomert's going to provide his response today. But it seemed like, to me at least, that the aim of the lawsuit in the first place was not to force Mike Pence to do something. It was to bring that issue into the mainstream and then potentially even get a court to confirm that Mike Pence did indeed have the authority to do what we all want him to do on January 6th. Now, do I think Pence doing that will be necessary? Hopefully not. I have a feeling that the overwhelming sentiment within the country by the time we reach next, what is it, Thursday? Wednesday. Will be that Donald Trump definitely won and that shit was way more fucked up than anyone thought. I mean, I know so many people have been thinking today's a day for years. I've been thinking today's the day intermittently for the last couple of months. There were definitely moments where I thought, oh, this is in the bag before that, because I had enough faith in the country and its people to be able to see reality and react to that reality. And I think that we have seen movement on that. The narrative has shifted in our direction and it's never going back. And that part is wonderful. But for the people who have been super into Q, for instance, those people have been like, today's the day for a long time. And God love them. I mean, I'm not even saying they're wrong. The shit that's happening is on a massive scale. In fact, that word in particular is interesting because Donald Trump just used it. Donald Trump just retweeted Josh Hawley's statement about objecting on the 6th. And Trump wrote, massive amounts of evidence will be presented on the 6th. We won. Big. 
Think he's a liar if you want. But back to Lynn Wood. So Lynn Wood tweeted an hour ago, too bad we don't get New Year's wish list. If we did, I know three things I would want on my list. One, Secretary Pompeo in charge of the Senate on 1621 after Pence is arrested. Number two, General Michael Flynn to be appointed as vice president by real Donald Trump. Number three, four more Trump years. And then he wrote 2021 exclamation point. And I don't know how New Year's wishes work. Never heard of those before. But I guess you got five days, right? Or six days, depending on how you want to count it. And all that stuff could happen by then. He's not saying anything that couldn't happen. I don't think that he's trying to claim that all of this was supposed to happen last night. But we shall see. Regardless, Lynn Wood is going to the mats after John Roberts and after Mike Pence. And you take down either one of those, shit goes down. If any of these states move to decertify, shit goes down. There is a lot to happen. And we know it's going to happen. It's just a matter of how it's going to play out. The result is already there. Joe Biden had, there is no evidence whatsoever anywhere that Joe Biden won the election. Okay? That's just a fact. It's weird that people don't see that. They're like, well, they counted the votes and this is the number. Well, no, they didn't. And we know that. They made up the number. And of course they made up the number. Their candidate was going to get destroyed. Their candidate didn't campaign. Their candidate is not the most admired man in America. Their candidate is a zero. In fact, their candidate is less than zero. Their candidate is a criminal. And he's the most corrupt politician in the history of the United States of America. It's not a secret unless you are addicted to the central narrative. And it oddly is an addiction. The central narrative. They can't stop. They know how bad it is for them. They know how much they're being lied to. But they still go on and believe it. And they don't believe anything different until the central narrative says it's okay. That's the strangest part. Like that's the last. I think that that's like the last barrier toward the full red pill. Or even like the full black pill. Like you just don't believe anything at all from them anymore. But that part is the hardest. Because they think, oh yeah, you know, I understand that some people kind of on the fringes are talking about this one thing. And I'm not saying there's nothing to what they're saying. But it's still just like, it makes sense. But if that was true, like, why don't they just tell us? Well, that's the whole thing. They don't tell you because they know that you're depending on them for permission 
to believe something. And until you're granted that permission, you can't get over the edge. It's once you stop asking for that permission, knowing that they don't have your best interests at heart, they're not telling you the truth. They don't care about you at all, in fact. You're a little piggy bank and your eyes are how they funnel what's in your little piggy bank into their really big piggy bank. Coin by coin, they just steal your allowance. And now it just is allowance because we are told that UBI is what the smart people think the solution is. Pay everybody to do nothing and give them just enough to live and give them just enough to keep themselves entertained so they don't realize how unhappy they are with the conditions of their imprisonment. But man, Lynn Wood isn't joking. He might be wrong, but he sure isn't joking. Oh, by the way, he might just be putting up a massive smokescreen too. And same thing with Pence in the lawsuit. I mean, if Pence is going to make that move and declare that Donald Trump won the election, it's really, really difficult to do that without substantial societal unrest if they think he's just being Donald Trump's stooge. Now, if it looks like he was really hesitant to use any of this power and the evidence on the 6th is just so overwhelming that he has to, then he's able to kind of be an avatar for the general public that sits in the middle. Like they didn't want this to happen. They agree that this is so messed up. Everyone knows that this is going to be upsetting but it's so obvious that it's right that we have to do it. And if Pence is able to kind of be a vessel for everyone's sentiment as that happens and this allows him to do that, great. Put the smoke screen everywhere. Smoke me. Smoke in my face. I'll even take some secondhand smoke. Give me all the smoke you need. Just get the job done. That's all I care about. But whatever they have to do to achieve that in the right way is just fine with me. I mean, it's totally possible that Pence is compromised and has made a deal with Trump. I, I honestly don't know. It's, it's almost pointless to speculate. I mean, I know it's fun to speculate. And... It's incredibly interesting. I mean, this is basically like watching the best season of Game of Thrones ever. And if you can appreciate it, if you can step back just a little bit and expand your view on what's happening and look at it that way, it really is the most fascinating and incredible story that anyone alive right now could possibly imagine. 
What's happening right now is unbelievable. And I actually feel sad in a way for the people who are addicted to the central narrative because that would be like watching the worst television show of all time, all the time, and not being able to turn it off. It's like, it's like uh, little Alex in A Clockwork Orange just sitting strapped into the chair with his eyes held open as he gets shown all of these terrible images and, and it makes him hate everything he loved. That's basically like watching CNN. But it's complete addiction. They can't stop even though they know it's terrible for them. It's ruining their relationships. <laughs> it's destroying the entire world. But they don't care. They're addicted. They need it. Just tell us everything is the way we think. I used to joke on Instagram, like when it became clear that the platform was basically an outlet for soft porn, that like every caption for those pictures should be, please tell me I'm pretty. It's like the same thing that people are thinking when they watch CNN. Please tell me that everything's the way I think it is. God, it's so pathetic. Anyway, so not to be left out of the fun, Mike Pompeo has been blasting off on Twitter this morning as well. He sent two tweets that I've seen out where he says, big challenges, great team, securing Americans freedom, hashtag swagger. One of them, he has a picture with himself and Bill Barr, which could be very interesting. And the other one is him around the table with Trump and a bunch of the military brass. And that's interesting as well, but it's not as interesting as Barr, who no one is sure if he's a good guy or a bad guy. And he just got, he just left his job as attorney general. So him coming back into the fray when people think he's a bad guy as potentially a good guy. According to Pompeo, maybe we don't know shit, but it's very interesting. So some Democrats had uh, different New Year's Eve experiences last night. Uh, Nancy Pelosi's house, her garage was tagged with graffiti from seemingly Antifa. And what they did was write a dollar sign and 2K and then crossed that out and wrote cancel rent. We want everything. And it actually says UBI there too. cancel rent exclamation point UBI exclamation point. We want everything with their little anarchist symbol there. And then on the ground is a pig's head with what is either, yeah, no, it's, it's just red paint. Yeah, a pig's head with red paint on the ground meant to be blood and cancel rent, UBI, we want everything on her garage. So that's interesting. Maybe Nancy didn't have a great night. 
You know, it's pretty incredible that they have held off the planned riots for this long. You got to think Antifa's getting a little pissed off. They are realizing very quickly that they got used and that none of their their ostensible goals will ever be met. I mean, maybe they'll get their rent canceled and get UBI, but they're not getting any of the progressive agenda that they thought. They're not getting the world they imagined wanting. But you know who is communist Bill de Blasio who took his wife into Times Square last night and had his own private slow dance with her while no one else was allowed to go celebrate anything. And I was thinking about this, you know, like the, the commie viewpoint on this, the sort of people who seek a public image and attention and want these very special, very unique experiences like the one Bill de Blasio just had with his wife last night. They probably think, oh my God, I would love to get to the point where I could just be so powerful that I could do that with my wife or my husband. And I guess that you can use those words interchangeably now, depending on who you are. And who your partner is. But they probably think it's so glamorous and so romantic. It's like the fairy tale they've always dreamed of. Like where Cinderella is just there at the ball. And they're all alone. In the most beautiful place in the world. And then... Cinderella and the prince decide that we're all in a very dangerous pandemic. And so to make sure that everyone knows that they were thinking about the pandemic and about their actions and the public response, a husband and wife chose to wear masks together while dancing outside by themselves. But that's not all. Wait, 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 it gets worse. Bill de Blasio's wife, her mask, literally, and I'm not even one of these people. You guys will notice that I have not talked about any of the pedophilia shit on here ever. Because the truth is, A, I don't know enough about it. B, it's very extreme. And I don't want to make claims against people where I don't know if it's true or not. Like, there are a lot of people out there more than happy to call Chrissy Teigen a pedophile. Might she be? Sure. Is she? I don't fucking know. And I got to have better proof than her saying she likes pizza and would taste human flesh <laughs> if it was offered to her. I mean, yeah, I'm tell I'm saying it's fucked up. I know it's fucked up. But going all the way and saying, hey, that's a pedophile, that's fucking a bridge too far for me to cross right now. 
But no joke, Bill de Blasio's wife is wearing a mask with the little pedophilia swirl all over it. And you got to go see the picture if you haven't seen it yet. This is a real thing, though. Like, that symbol is that symbol. Like, if she was, if she had a cross on her mask, you'd be like, oh, she's a Christian. If she had a flag on her mask, you'd be like, that's probably a patriot and probably not a commie. She has the pedophile swirl on there. And it's not subtle. It's exactly that symbol over and over again. Does that mean she's a pedophile? Fuck if I know. This is the first I'm seeing of it. But God damn. Look at your mask. What could possibly be happening there? I mean, Bill de Blasio is a raging piece of shit. And his daughter is a raging piece of shit. So you got to think his wife is probably a raging piece of shit too. But the kind of raging piece of shit who wears a pedophile mask on purpose? That's very strange. But look at the picture. It, it is what it is. So a couple days ago, the Washington Times ran a piece. I just saw it yesterday, or I would have talked about it on the show yesterday. I saw it in the afternoon. But Iranian President Hassan Rouhani said Wednesday that President Trump will soon be dead while vowing blood vengeance for the killing of an Iranian general. That's uh, Qasim Soleimani. He said, in a few days, the life of this criminal will end and he will go to the dustbin of history. Oh, that's bananas. But it's also not something so silly that we can just ignore, right? And the reason is this. Iran is basically a proxy state for China now. They're part of China's Belt and Road Initiative. China has a military agreement with them, and China is building out Iran's infrastructure as part of their allyship, let's say. Same thing that's happening in northern Italy, which means it's no surprise that both of those places were hit hard early with COVID and took extreme measures to react to it. And it is worth noting, actually, that last night in Wuhan, they had a massive New Year's celebration. People outside, reveling, sending balloons off into the air. Big party. The kind that we would have normally had in Times Square. But instead... Times Square was closed and Bill de Blasio was dancing with his wife who was wearing a pedophilia mask. Wuhan, the place the coronavirus came from, is fully open without restrictions. Why? Did they do something different or better or special? No. 
They tricked us, and that's it. They depended on Americans being stupid enough to do what we have done. And all our commie masky friends, Democrats, some Republicans, the social media companies, our media, our universities, our public health system, everyone went along with their bullshit. Because they knew that this was how they got more power. And so they did it. And so did most of the West. A lot of Europe is doing the same thing. Meanwhile, China's President Xi was out yesterday basically talking about what a great year China has had. And of course he thinks that. They were easily able to dismantle much of the rest of the world simply by lying about a pandemic. And again, not saying that COVID doesn't exist. I'm only saying that the narrative about COVID has been bullshit from the beginning. China waited to tell the world. We know that. China said it came from a bat or a pangolin. We know that's not true. China showed video of people dropping dead in the streets. We know that's not true. We know that COVID literally has absolutely no power to do that anywhere. But we still have to pretend it's very, very dangerous while the Chinese are partying. And why do we have to pretend that? Well, because our politicians are corrupt compromised, evil liars. San Francisco just decided that their lockdown is now extended indefinitely. You think LA is far behind? Indefinitely. There's not even a goal in sight. It's just whenever we decide to let you all go back to having lives, that's when it'll be, but not before. Because it's dangerous out there. You go in the wrong store and everybody could die. But back to this Iran thing, right? Or Iran, sorry. We have Obama and John Brennan here in the United States, right? Responsible for the bullshit Iran nuclear deal where we gave Iran $150 billion, including $1.8 billion flown over in cash from all sorts of different countries, not all American dollars. And we said that part of it was to release prisoners. That was the Obama explanation. Now that explanation, of course, is bullshit. So what concerns me is that this is an obvious use of the media to plant a narrative in the heads of Americans where Iran wants to kill Donald Trump. So if Trump turns out to be dead in the way Rouhani said in the next couple of days, 
Well, then it must have been Iran. And it couldn't have been any of the people whose interests are aligned with Iran, like Barack Obama and John Brennan and the Chinese Communist Party. And George Soros and the central banks and blah, 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 blah. That's too many interests aligned. Now, the hope is that, and the expectation is that, Trump is the most protected man in the world. If he's not, he should be. He needs to be. But I don't look at that article and just say, oh, some crazy Iranians are popping off at the mouth again and we could just easily decimate them. And of course we could. Unless Trump was taken out and Pence isn't as MAGA as we wish he was. Or if Trump and Pence were together and then Pence was taken out, then who's president? How does the succession work? Oh yeah, it's Nancy Pelosi. Is Nancy Pelosi going to go incinerate Iran and strike back against China? No. Is Joe Biden? Obviously not. Is Kamala Harris? No way in hell. So it's an interesting situation because if it were to happen, there would be very little response to Iran and no response to China and obviously no response to people in positions of American power who would have been complicit in that act. So I wish I could say the odds were zero, but I just don't believe that they are. And how about this one? A couple days ago, the Trump administration declassified intelligence showing that it was the Chinese trying to pay bounties for killing American soldiers in Afghanistan. Our mainstream media told us that was Russia. They tried to make a months-long case out of Trump not having the back of our own military because he wouldn't confront Vladimir Putin about something Vladimir Putin wasn't responsible for. That's what our media and the same 50 former intelligence officials who told us that Hunter Biden's laptop was Russian disinformation. That's the information we got from them. Is it safe enough to say that Obama is aligned with those people? I mean, we know he is. And we know Joe Biden is. So is it really a reach to think that they might not have our best interests at heart? They tried to play it off like Donald Trump did not care about the U.S. military. They followed that up a few weeks later with the totally unsourced, anonymous suckers and losers quote. And now we see after they have put these military ballots through our fraud system that somehow the military ballots in Georgia were going at rates of 93% for Joe Biden. Can any thinking person believe 93% of the military would vote to have Joe Biden 
be their commander in chief. Do you think that the military are as dumb as your friends who take pictures of their lattes? Is that what we're supposed to believe? Of course not. The media and all of these people tried to tell us that Donald Trump was refusing to act against Russia after Russia had been paying bounties to kill our soldiers. Turns out it was China. And so now it's not a big deal. In fact, not only is it not a big deal, the news stories about this document declassification were that this intelligence seems less reliable than the intelligence that it actually was Russia. And all they need to get is a couple of former intelligence officials to say that, and then you can print the article. Well, former intelligence officials, former senior U.S. intelligence officials say that the original reports about Russia seem more accurate. Oh, well, that's pretty astounding news. I guess I should just believe that. But that's not true. And we know it's not true because we are thinking people who don't need to get caught up in every single thing the central narrative tells us. Use your brain. You know that's not true. If they had any proof whatsoever that Russia was paying bounties on our soldiers, they would have been able to make the attack stick. And instead, they had to retract it. But no one really paid attention to the retraction. And people kept saying the Russian bounty thing for months later. In fact, I'm pretty sure Kamala Harris was still saying it. And that's just a lie. And then they lie about the actual classified intelligence. That is so depraved and so dishonest. And if you want to know, if you really want to know what's going on, look at John Brennan's Twitter. He is losing his fucking shit. And he's losing his shit because he is a traitor to the country. He is committed treason and he knows that they know. He's flying off the handle at every opportunity. He has said that everything Trump has done for years has been the most dangerous thing in the world. It's putting the U.S. in imminent danger. That's what he always says. Well, how many times has he been right about that? It's zero. He's been right about it zero times. He is making the most extreme claims imaginable against America's own president. And he's been right zero times. But we still have people in our country who trust that man. And that's what we need to stop. We need to commit this year to being communist converters. Convert one communist this week. And you don't have to convert them to being a patriot. You just have to make them doubt the things they believe. That's it. 
Because once you're in that place of doubt, that means you're also in a place of openness for different answers. And those different answers are imminent. We're talking days now. Under a week, some shit is going to happen. Everyone is telling us that. It would be awfully shocking if Trump was just bluffing this whole time. But instead, he's building a groundswell from the bottom up. Rather than trying to enforce top-down power. Trump could be out there every day saying Mike Pence gets to make this decision. Mike Pence gets to make this decision. Everything else is invalid. Mike Pence gets to do this. Trump hasn't been doing any of that. Trump has been going about his job and his business with a smile on his face. And he's been setting up things that he knows he's going to be looking over for the next four years. There's a reason why Joe Biden's team isn't getting transitioned in. It's because Joe Biden will never be president. And telling him anything at this point about national security, anything serious, would be extremely, extremely dangerous. Because Joe Biden is a national security threat. Joe Biden is a treasonous traitor to his country. It's coming out. It's going to be clear. And we're not too far away from that. So what you need to do is grab the nearest commie and just convince them that they might not be right. And that's far enough. Tell them to listen to this show. And then they can get all the way there. Start them back at the beginning of high noon. Or have them listen to the essay episode so that they will stop believing the media in the next eight hours. Honestly, I can't imagine even a person who is slightly open-minded listening to those essay episodes and then trusting the central narrative or the mainstream media or the tech companies ever again, or any of the old guard, honestly, because it's all such a heinous lie. So I thought I was going to be more positive on this episode. Maybe it's not my most positive episode, but please understand that beneath all of this is that same wellspring of faith and hope and certainty that the American Renaissance is just ahead. I'll be back on Monday at the same reasonable time on the same reasonable podcast network. I don't have a network. Masks and lockdowns don't work. And Joe Biden will never be president. Goodbye. Whether you're a total newbie to podcasting, or even if you've had a show before like me, you know how intimidating it can be to start your show. The tech side especially can be daunting. That's why I'm so grateful Anchor exists. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. They knock down all the barriers to entry. Let me explain. First off, it's free. I don't know how or why, but I'm happy about it. The platform's great. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. I can't even begin to describe how much easier it was to get my show on all the major platforms this time than it was a few years ago. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. That's right. You build your show, you make money. 
It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place, and the company is committed to the success of its content creators. Go download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Thanks for listening. Please follow the podcast on Instagram and Parler at I'm Your Moderator. Soon I'll be up on Rumble with a video aspect. In the meantime, if you'd like to support the show, I have a Substack, I'm Your Moderator.substack.com, where you can donate. Or you can donate at anchor.fm by searching Be Reasonable with your moderator, Chris Paul. I hope to see you soon. Back out on the rain. Backing as moderator for tonight's broadcast. In my mind, that's the end game. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to follow what I'm reading and thinking throughout the day, you can do that by downloading the Telegram Messenger app and going to t.me slash I'm your moderator. On social media, you can follow me on Truth Social, Getter, and Gab at I'm your moderator. I also have channels on Rumble and BitChute. If you'd like to follow the writing, you can find me at I'm your moderator.substack.com. The merch site is cancelcouture.com or go direct shop.spreadshirt.com slash cancel dash couture. If you'd like to support the podcast financially, the best place to do that is Kofa. Go to ko-fi.com slash I'm your moderator. And all of these details will appear in the show notes with each episode. I'll see you soon down on the range. It's hell!